Hi, I'm Natalie. And hi, I'm Benji. And we are a counsellor, trauma therapist and a fitness instructor. We know that mental health and physical health go hand in hand and this podcast is to help bring them two themes together and maybe you might help to develop some new strategies. Yeah, we're going to have plenty of discussions and you're going to get to hear from the perspective of a fitness instructor and a therapist, which should be good. And hopefully just by listening to this podcast, you might have a better day today. And the topic of this episode is the effects of lockdown on your mental health. Fantastic. I guess, um, Natalie, this is something that everybody's felt, right? This is a a global pandemic and... Mm -hmm. um, the situation that we face across the world right now, something that actually in, in our lifetimes we've never experienced before, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess people in the first instance probably thought about the practical things in life, you know, like not being able to travel to certain places, um, not using your car, for example, to go to certain places, um, changing the way in which we live. But as time's gone on, I think mental health has become something that we almost neglected in the first instance because mm-hmm. we were you know, bombarded with so much information and so many changes and we, we got on with those practical things. But slowly as the world's moved on, I think now we're really starting to see the effects on our mental health. Would mm-hmm. you agree? 100%. And I think you've hit the nail on the head there when you said, you know, this is a world pandemic that we've been living through. And we have never seen the likes of this before. You know, many, many people, even if you were prepared for something that was, you know, bad that was going to happen, you could never fully understand what it's going to be like to be, you know, even in complete lockdown, your whole life just turned upside down in its head. So, of course, you're going to feel the impact on your mental health, physical health, just your whole life will will be impacted. Um, You know, so there's you know, work, your, your your work life's changed, your family life changed, your education's yeah. changed, your financial situation's changed, all of them things that we normally, you know, depend on to keep us mentally well or physically well, they've all been kind of been, the stop breaks have been put overnight. on them. Yeah, changed yeah, overnight. changed overnight. I mean, it's interesting for us to make the comparison, I guess, with what life was like before, because you sometimes forget, you know, I was speaking to a friend the other day and it's like six months, like literally six months, like, Mm -hmm. you know, almost that that we've been in this situation. It's crazy to, you know, to think that we've been in uh, an altered state for so long. Yeah. And when you think about what life was like before, you know, um, pre sort of lockdown and pre the pandemic, you know, your family life, um, pretty much had no restrictions, right? Like you, your family life was mm-hmm. restricted by your your work commitments, for example. Yeah. Um, and, you know, different, you know, if you had a, a young family, for example, them going to clubs and school and things like that. And those kind of things really were the only restrictions that you had on your family life, right? Apart from, of course, geographical location in terms of your wider family. Mm-hmm. Um, but those were all, those were the main restrictions. Um, and then, of course, lockdown hit and we were then asked to social distance for us to stay away from elderly members of our family Mm -hmm. Um, and for some people even stay away from their family within their own home you know confined to one room yeah in their own home as well and that that's like a a massive change um that almost came overnight hasn't it have you experienced 
um, you know, some some difficulties in terms of that change and 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 people that you've spoken to have they felt those um, real difficulties in terms of adjusting to those changes? Oh, 100%, of course. Uh, you know, change is difficult for people just in general. But as you say, this change is continuously changing over a period of six or seven months now. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so that we're continuing, you know, every time we think that the goalpost doesn't, you know, change and we're getting there and we're getting to find our way, you know, the government changes legislation or something, you know, or somebody takes sick or something happens yeah. and it's changing again. So it's continuous changes through that period. Of course, yeah, on a personal level, I have felt the impact as well. Um, a lot of my clients, they felt the impact on it. It's just adapting to that new normal, as they call it. And, you know, it's it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. It impacts on, you know, it takes a long time to set up routines and set up, you know, mm-hmm your life just basically living your life in a certain way and for that to be turned on its head and out of your control you know we couldn't control any of the things that was happening to us you know so it was trying to adapt to all that and it's been extremely difficult for myself and yeah for a lot of my clients as well they find it you know difficult and I don't think any of us could prepare for it you know we we um we we thought we would we would be all fine and we thought we'd adapt it and until the element we have we've adapted pretty well in the circumstances but it's yeah. been difficult it's been difficult for a lot of people yeah yeah I think a lot of people have actually seen um, a better side to themselves actually mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people initially you know it was panic there was panic buying um, there was sort of panic movement almost as well mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people anticipated that this would be the worst thing that they've ever experienced. And yeah. actually, um, I've heard many stories, I don't know about you, um, but I've heard many stories and had many conversations with people who actually have found this period of time for reasons outside of the, the pandemic and the horrific things. Um, but they found it really positive as a time, yeah. as an experience. You know, I've heard lots of people talk about the fact that they've had time as a whole family together. You know, they've had a, a child come back from university, for example, um, mm-hmm. that they never thought they'd even, you know, see back at home for a period of time again. Um, yeah. They've had, you know, partners who normally work away sort of grounded and, and brought back home. Um, mm-hmm. And it's almost connected the family in some circumstances. I've had, you know, stories from clients who are single, who live alone, who mm-hmm. have really made an effort to try and avoid feeling isolated by using things uh you know, like uh, Zoom and, and and other platforms to connect with other friends who are single and living alone, and and really making a, a, an effort to connect with with people and 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 committing to almost having a conversation. You know, at least once a week. You know, sometimes once a day in some circumstances, just yeah. to really feel connected and get that sense of community. Have you heard of any? sort of success stories or have you got any tips and things that have worked um, for you or your clients over this time that have have made them look at this experience as slightly more positive yeah yeah exactly I have definitely heard of a lot of really good successful stories um a lot of people have been compared you know in Northern Ireland they've been comparing this time to what it was like you know during maybe war times and stuff when a lot of communities pulled together even you know to provide food parcels or food banks for you know people who were struggling or the elderly and stuff you know making sure that they were getting things delivered to their door so brought yeah. the worst kind of brought out the best in people as well and a lot of solidarity and communities pulling together um yeah. a lot of my clients and even for myself I'm thinking on a personal level 
a lot of the times I said to myself, I can't do that. And I would say, you know, I talk myself out of something. Um, yeah. And times like this and times even for my clients, they have no choice, but they kind of challenge themselves and move out of their comfort zones. For example, doing a, a Zoom meeting or doing a video call or, you know, trying to connect with people on a different level. I'm thinking even of the elderly, they're probably not very technical or, um, yeah. and they're, you know, they're self-isolating and stuff like that. So yeah, a lot of people have been challenging themselves and trying something new and learning new skills. I see a lot of baking, a lot of creative stuff and, you know, with families. And as you say, that was great connection from children and their parents uh, and to be able to, they have that bonding time and, you know, because parents were very much, on the go all of the time so children never had their full undivided attention before like that so yeah, yeah. of course it's brought it's brought out the, the best and some people as well and and proven that you know that they're more than just what you know they tell themselves they can and can't do that they can actually yeah. whenever they're under pressure or something's you know changed for them drastically that they can actually challenge themselves push through that you know difficulty and you know yeah. develop new skills and i've seen that you know, in my own life and also in, in the work of the community and, you know, on a one-to-one level with some of my clients, they're challenging themselves and they've said, I can't believe I've done that. I can't believe that I, you know, I was able to manage to do that. So, you know, it's, yeah. it has both sides, yes. And you see what, what's important now, and I think it's it's worth us moving the discussion onto this, is sort of what the world looks like now, what the world is going to look like. You know, we've had uh you know five or so months of restriction mm-hmm. um change um you know a lack of uh, ability to really move in the way that we did previously mm-hmm. um and operate in the way that we did previously but slowly we are moving back towards i won't say normality but the new normal you mm-hmm. know um we're slowly moving towards that now and with all of these successes despite you know, some of the anxieties that we may well have had about our ability to cope through this time in the early days, you know, once it got past six weeks and seven weeks and eight weeks and, and nine weeks, I really think that people started to change their attitudes towards this. Mm-hmm. And even if you were quite a negative person or a pessimist, I feel like you couldn't help but try and make the best of this situation, which I think ultimately has been you know, the, the making of lots of people, lots of relationships, friendships, mm-hmm. um, new habits, the forming of new habits, you know, um, what with the way the world is starting to look now, should we be doing and how should we be really trying to make sure that we can adjust in the best way possible? Cause this is going to be a process. This isn't going to happen overnight mm-hmm. and we go bang, right. We're back to normal. This yeah. is going to be a transition, a transitional period into a new way of living. So what should we be doing um, going forwards to really take care of our mental health and and adjust to the new normal? Yeah. Well, the first thing that I would say is be aware of what's going on for you and yourself, because with all that change happening and, you know, having to, you know, adapt back and then maybe some people going back to work or children going back to school. Again, that's a new normal. That's the new change. It's another change happening. And it's some, something that we're having to adapt to. And if we're going back to old um, routines and lifestyles, although they're different, we're still going back to a routine of some sort. Um, 
that can have massive effects even on your your mental and physical health so it's, the first thing that I would say is be aware what's going on with you check on with yourself where am I at you know have I do I feel okay am I you know am I managing this okay don't let things snowball until they build up and you can't manage them then because it's been aware that we've just come out of you know and we're still probably not even fully out of it we're still in the middle of it you know um of a world crisis and that world crisis you know has had an effect on us in many many ways like I've mentioned financially our health mental health our family life everything everything has been impacted and it's about knowing how that affects an individual how that affects your mental health your physical health so it's it's taking small baby steps being aware taking small baby steps then and you know if you notice that you are finding it difficult adapting back into this then seek support you know you'll know your own body and your own brain what's happening for you seek support you know speak to your gp um, do something that makes you feel good, you know, whether it be go to the gym, whether it be speak to somebody that you trust or just seek support if you need support. So awareness of everything that you've been through and everything that you're still adapting to now and then taking small baby steps. And then if you need help, if you notice that you're struggling, reach out, get that, that bit of support, whether it be physically, whether it be emotionally, mentally, just reach out and get that bit of support is the main advice that I would give to anybody that's trying to adapt to this new yeah. the new normal again yeah okay and for me personally you know as a as a guy and i think many guys out there would probably say this um i can count on one hand the amount of time that i've been to the doctors over the last probably 10 years right mm-hmm. um and whilst i'm a fitness instructor and i'm relatively healthy um that doesn't necessarily mean that there haven't been times when i've needed to go to the doctors um yeah. but i've uh, i've avoided it um, or I've put it, you know, on 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 the back burner, and and it's not been something that's been at the forefront of my mind, or or, or something that I've been focused on doing and getting done. So I think, you know, without being too stereotypical, um, and, and painting us all with the same brush, I think that is a trait that I see quite commonly in males, mm-hmm. um, particularly with with physical health. You know, um, generally a a woman, um, albeit sort of uh, busy and and with uh, many focuses generally tends to take things with their uh, health quite seriously yeah. and are normally on things, you know, um, quite, quite, quite soon. And I, I think in my experience of, of training, you know, um, a, a number of women, there are things which happen in the woman's body, uh, which means that you do have to kind of pay attention a little bit more to your body than I would say probably happens in males in general. Yeah. So we don't seem to be too, uh, accustomed to really thinking about every single thing that happens in our body on a regular basis and that that probably means that we miss things um you know trivialize some things as well and i guess that extends to mental health right Mm -hmm. um especially for for someone like myself it's my job to um motivate people to make people uh you know feel better about themselves and to really improve and to push themselves and develop Mm -hmm. um and sometimes i have to check myself to make sure that I'm doing that for myself and think, well, where does my inspiration come from? Where does, you know, the, the ability for me to develop my mental health come from? What's my source of those things? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we neglect that. And I think one of the big things for me um, in terms of what you're saying is that as a guy, I would feel like I would probably struggle to recognize when I am struggling. 
mm-hmm. or you know really struggle to recognize the signs in in my body that would suggest that I'm struggling and maybe need to seek some support whether it is something like getting involved with something fitness related doing something online um or whether it's you know getting into a, a regular walking program or whether it is something like seeking out counseling support so are there any kind of key signs maybe two things that i could really look out for um you know for anybody that's listening that specifically might indicate that you are struggling um, yeah. with this transition um or or in any circumstance at all and and maybe are the times to think about exploring some of those things that you alluded to earlier yeah well the first thing that i would say is we don't need to know what's going on with us we just need to know check in is that normal for us so look right, okay. you know i'd be checking in first of all with your physical you know what your physical life is are you sleeping okay is your diet okay can you eat normally you know are you getting enough rest do you feel tired quite often do you notice you know can what's your concentration levels like you know can you Mm -hmm. concentrate even to read the newspaper or to watch tv or to hold a conversation if you're saying no to all of them then i would be getting you to check in with your gp so whether you're feeling physically unwell or mentally unwell just touch base with your gp make that appointment i always say to especially male clients but parents in general i suppose you know if this was your child we all say that we love our children so much and you know our pride and joy if this was your child would you let something snowball or go on for a long period of time and if the answer is no then it's about valuing yourself enough to be able to go and seek that support so check your you know changes in uh changes in my sleep yeah concentration Mm -hmm. levels and appetite yeah mainly yeah and you'll like you'll know if you're having any like palpitations anything like that physical symptoms sweating more you know um pain in your stomach pain in your shoulders head anything like that that could be all physical signs of maybe anxiety or any other mental health issue so that you know just touch base with your gp yeah no that's really useful that's really useful to know and i guess some signs that we can clearly look out for Mm -hmm. and i think within that as well there are some things that you can build in from a perspective of fitness that might help you deal with those things. You know, a lot of people that come to me and say, I really struggle sleeping at night. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, I think the process of sleep, uh, there's kind of light and dark to sleep, isn't there? So you you can't sleep if you're not tired. Mm-hmm. And so one of the really good benefits of exercise is that when you do a really tough, vigorous workout for, you know, 20, 30, 45 minutes even, it creates a state in the body whereby you do become tired because you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. And so actually employing something like that, you know, and introducing um, some vigorous activity into your life in terms of fitness, if you don't already do that, can really help just contribute to making that body feel that little bit more exhausted that might help there with the sleep. Yeah. In addition to that, when you do do a workout, you burn calories mm-hmm. and your body sets itself into a mode of going well actually we're burning a a bunch of stuff right now uh it's probably a good idea for you to refuel and that can also contribute to helping with your your appetite um a little bit as well Mm -hmm. so it's really interesting that those two things go hand in hand not to mention the endorphins that you know are released through doing exercise which can help to reduce feelings of anxiety and nervousness and 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 some of those physical manifestations of uh you know a poor state of mental health at any given time so it's really interesting how they can connect 
Yeah, well, we know that when when somebody's exercising that you're really releasing a chemical called dopamine and dopamine is a happy hormone. So it makes us feel good. And so whenever we're exercising, we're releasing that naturally, um, you know, so that's, that's definitely benefits from exercise and it'll affect your mental health as well as your physical health. So, yeah, yeah. I would recommend it 100 percent. Good. Awesome. Well, I think that's a really healthy place to round off this uh, episode. We've discussed what life was like before lockdown and what life is starting to look like now and how we should really begin to start thinking about placing our mental health as one of the key things that we think about and consider moving forwards. Obviously, we've heard about the tips and things that we can do, uh, things that people have done, but also really importantly, I think those those uh, signs, key signs to look out for in the body and in yourself and changes in your behavior to recognize when you might be struggling and mm -hmm. that advice to you know check in with the the gp and as he said if it was your child or someone that you cared about you wouldn't let those things snowball so please yeah. treat yourself in exactly the same way you can't pour from an empty cup that's one of my favorite sayings <laughs> <laughs> awesome well i hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode and we look forward to hearing from you on what you thought about the episode and maybe even sharing some of your stories success stories and even areas that you've struggled and the things that you've done to combat those struggles so whatever you're doing guys remember to put your mental health on the top of your list of things to do and check in with and care about Take care, guys. Bye.